With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, you just heard the man. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug was in for Dan Patrick earlier today. Hope you guys and girls enjoyed Doug with uh, with Dan Byer f- filling in for Dan Patrick. But as they just told you, Aaron Torres, Rich Orenberger in today. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Rich Orenberger. Yeah, man. You know, we've done a lot of these. Uh, you know, you live in San Diego, I should say. Yep. Uh, beautiful San Diego. We've done a lot of these, you know, when you're in San Diego, I'm in L.A., but you are in L.A. today. Uh, rumors maybe trying out for the Rams. I don't know if that's true or yeah, not. They're right. looking for bodies. <laughs> you know, they might be trading Jalen Ramsey for picks, but what's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, if they're looking for dead bodies, I, <laughs> there's no chance uh, I can put on football pads and ever do that again. It's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be in Los Angeles. Love being up this way. Spend a lot of weekends up here, obviously working with Steve Harper. But happy to be here with you, especially on the, I guess we would call it All-Star Game Hangover, right? Monday after All-Star Game, 
I watched a lot of that last night. I know you're a Hoops fan. I'm so curious what your thoughts are on what we what we witnessed last night and and, and moving forward, what needs to be done, if anything. So uh, it is. I'll say this. It, it is a, a busy – it was a weirdly busy weekend, um, but obviously the All-Star game was last night. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but, I mean, I had it on in the background, but, I you know, I wasn't sitting there with a notepad and pen. Uh, and I think it speaks to where we are with this All-Star game. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, it's, you know, I would argue devolved, uh, you know, from what it once was. Final score last night was a lot to a little. I think it was like 100. Jason Tatum, I know, set the record. Uh, uh, 55 points for Jason Tatum, a 184-75 win. So we're talking almost 400 points in that game. So you said, first of all, let me just plain and simple. Not here to be negative. Glasses half full. You said you watched it. Uh, what 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 allowed you? Like like what made you tune in as long as you did in this game? Yeah. Well, I was. I had people over at uh, my in laws' house. Oh, okay. Okay. You know. So uh, you know when when you when you're kind of sitting down with folks that you don't see a lot, it's nice to have something on in the background. Okay. And. Uh, and and it really it became kind of the star of the night. It, it, it really mainly to make fun of it. Okay, the NBA All Star Game is laughable. The, mm-hmm. the NBA All Star Game. It look here. Here's the reality of the situation. It it's not basketball anymore. It's just basically a bunch of guys trying to kill the clock by doing goofy stuff, whether it's banging it off the backboard and ooping it to themselves or, you know, it's a dunk contest for the first half and then the guys get bored with that and so it turns into a three-point contest in the second half and then it turns into a a mid-court, let's see who can splash from mid, mid-court. Um, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's, it's actually beyond ridiculous. That's how far it's gotten from an actual game. Now... If you're just there in person to meet some of these athletes, sure. to get close to the game, and like you're on site in Utah, I could understand how exciting all of that would be. But the game itself, I mean, we're, we're, we're barely talking about a product. I forget his name, but whoever was the coach who spoke out last night. I think Mike Malone. It was Mike Malone. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mike Malone spoke out last night and literally said, um, that was the worst basketball game I've ever seen. And then they the follow up was what can you do about it? He goes, I don't know if anything can be done. I mean that's that's how how damning the reaction to it was from you know an X's and O's standpoint, a, a coach who has been in this game his whole life. For me as a fan, I just look at it as like there's there's really nothing there for me. Yes, um, I've watched the NBA since I was a kid. I grew up during the Jordan years. I loved how competitive the league was then. And it's been the game has changed significantly since then. And so obviously we're at where we're at. And a lot of players are concerned with their safety and they don't want to perform the tasks they're they're being able or they're being asked to perform. So they've got to make a change because that was that was barely watchable. So I so I find that interesting because obviously the reason that the Pro Bowl has turned into such a well, I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, uh I don't know. I don't know what you call it. It's, it's not a game. It's not, whatever it is. Is because of player safety, and I get that. We all remember the the Sean Taylor video of him, you know, knocking out the punter. It's like, okay, I understand why Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or whomever doesn't want to put themselves at risk in a exhibition game. 
are we really that worried about injury? Like, like I guess my question is, are we that worried? But then also, I guess the first question is, how did we get here? And then the second question is, like, is this salvageable? Because I, I think about this weekend and, you know, we 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 put in the, the draft because the draft was supposed to be the big thing that gets everybody interested. Okay, who's going to go last? Like, that was the interest of putting in the draft four or five years ago. Now Adam Silver, who I've talked very publicly about, I don't whatever, I'm not a big Adam Silver guy. Now they changed the draft rule because nobody wants to be picked last. So the draft isn't, you know, the draft was put in to spice this thing up. The Elam ending was put in to spice this thing up and nothing will. Is this just a byproduct of this era where players just, and, and I'm not blaming NBA players, I'm just stating it as a fact. Like this is the era where you know, I don't play every night. I don't show up every night. I'm not going to show up to this All-Star game. Is there anything that can be done to salvage this? Because it wasn't that long ago. I heard Nick Wright, who was filling in for Colin, talking about this, uh, you know, right before we came on air. I, I, I've, I've seen a video clip that's gone viral the last probably 24 hours of the late Kobe Bryant talking about, you know, probably four or five years ago before he passed about this meant something to us. We it, it was it we I think his almost exact quote was it's the greatest players in the world playing a pickup game and we wanted to put on the greatest show possible. It's very clear that it does not matter to these players not in the way it used to. Is there some way to salvage this? Because like, like when you said you you watched a lot of it, I was surprised only to find out that as you said it was kind of on as a background thing and then to make fun of that was why I had to turn it off was because every year I go in saying it's going to be so cool to see all these guys on the same court and then you realize about ninety seconds in. It's not going to be very fun to watch. Yeah, it, and it wasn't. It was it was fun to make fun of. Like there was a point where Jason Tatum hit like I don't know six of eight threes because he was only attempting three points uh, shots at one point, and then there was one moment where him and Jalen Brown, who obviously were on different teams because captains choose teams as opposed to being East and West mm-hmm. now, um, were were basically man-on-man, one-on-one. They were ISOing those two to see the Celtic stars kind of duel. That was kind of a neat moment. But, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about legitimately two minutes of gameplay yes. over the course of a three-and-a-half-hour television event. I remember I was in the kitchen talking to my mother-in-law, uh, helping get things organized for the meal we were all having, ordering pizza, and then I was thinking, oh, this game's going to be like over by the time I get in there. It was halftime. Wow. It was halftime. I walked in there. It was halftime. And then halftime was like 30 minutes. They had a full production, and they ended up having Kareem and Carl Malone and LeBron out, the one, two, three in terms of career points, and honored LeBron's achievement recently. And then the game, the game resumed, and yeah, the second half, I just spent the whole time just – kind of laughing to myself like yeah remembering back to those days where it was Kobe and it was Jordan and it meant something yeah here's the truth the ship is too far from shore and I'm not the type of person who really reminisces on the good old days and says yeah well we got to get back to that no you got to change you have to change this has been going on for more than half a decade now where players don't want to play where they're putting in a half-hearted effort and it looks awful so Instead of just keeping on banging your head against this wall, do what the NFL did. Just admit, yeah, it's no longer a game. It's an it's it's a it's an experience. We're gonna set up dribbling contests. We're gonna set up. I mean, whatever. I mean, play beer pong with these guys. It'll be more competitive than what it looked like last night. Do anything other than play a basketball game because guess what? 
these guys do not want to play a basketball game, and they're making damn sure that everybody in the building and everybody watching at home knows it. It's no secret. It hasn't been a secret for a while. Um, it's a it's a broken game, so there's no fixing it at this point. I think you just have to sort of throw away the old thought process of what an all-star game is supposed to look like, be like, feel like, and create something new. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, first of all, like, they have the skills competition on All-Star Saturday night. Like, does it just end on All-Star Saturday night? But then you don't see a lot of – I mean, some of the – you know, Giannis was at the dunk contest. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was there. But a lot of these guys don't go to the dunk contest. And so, I mean, I guess, you know, it's a great – listen, I'll say this. It's a great event weekend for the NBA, a showcase for the NBA. But, I mean, does LeBron James show up if there's no game? Does, you know, fill in the blank, whoever, uh, Kevin Durant show up if there's no game? I don't know. And and I'll just say, you know, I always say this, but I, I when I come on air, I like to have answers. You know, this is the problem. This is how you solve it. I I don't want to eliminate the game because I, I, I do still think, like, like, I criticize the NBA a lot. I love watching Kevin Durant when he's locked in. I love watching Kyrie when he's locked in, uh, uh, whoever, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Giannis. But like you said, the players don't care. It makes it hard for us to care. So I just, I don't know what the answer is. I genuinely don't. I'll tell you what, like they're telling you in that game what they want to do. Like, so the NFL looked at the game. They're like, they're basically playing flag football. So I don't know. The PA and the commissioner must sat down and said, yeah, well, maybe we should. Maybe we should just play flag football and we'll change it in a year if it really doesn't work. But like I was watching them take half court shots. I was thinking, Man, wouldn't it be interesting instead of in in lieu of an All Star game, if you had at some point during uh, a, a few event long circus have half court shooting half court shooting contest? It's separate from the three point contest. Maybe I mean I watched Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown square off against each other. Maybe you could do something where it's a million dollar call out where you have. All-stars from opposing sides call each other out for quick one-on-one and whoever scores on who or best of whatever to up to two minutes, um, you know, a, a charity of their choice gets as, as, as many millions as baskets they score. And the other player has to pay it. Because we're talking about guys making $40 million a year anyways. You know, we're talking about guys who are at the literally tippy-top of the mountain. They're all studs you know outside of maybe a rookie who is making his first appearance you know what I'm saying it's like these are let's put some skin in the game let's make this interesting let's make it fun I I I just that's what was missing to me these guys looked bored they didn't look like they were having fun this wasn't stoking any sort of competitive spirit it just sort of looked like they were biding time until this Elam scoring you know farce of a game was over with and then they could go back to you know their lives and their wives and their girlfriends and their friends and celebrate the rest of the weekend before getting back to their normal scheduled season yeah, Mike Malone said, worst basketball game ever. Don't know if you can fix it. Jalen Brown called it a layup line. Two quick thoughts. One, I've long thought, I've actually thought this for the dunk contest, is do create some charity component to it. Find some sponsor that'll say, hey, you know, LeBron, is it, that window has, has sailed, but Zion, John Morant, a million dollars to a charity of your choice, you know, courtesy of Verizon or whatever. Um, so I think that would be the way to do it is bring in some kind of charity component. I saw the uh, the the ill-fated, it didn't work in the MLB. I, I saw home court advantage in the finals. 
I would love to see it, but then it, you know what would happen. In two years, people would start complaining about that. On So, oh, come on. The, so the Warriors can't get home court advantage because DeMar DeRozan hit a three-pointer at the buzzer. You know, so that didn't work. But then the most important thing, Rich, and we know what the truth is, comes down to brand. Guys don't want to do anything to hurt their brand. So I don't think they would take part in a one-on-one contest or a half-court shooting contest or a dunk contest. Tell you what, we'll discuss the dunk contest next because I was on air in these Fox Sports Radio studios. Feeling a little warm. I got some Mac McClung fever is what I got. We'll discuss that next, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Aaron Torres, Rich Hornberger in for Doug. Doug was in for Dan Patrick earlier today. Make sure to uh, download the Dan Patrick podcast to listen to Doug. Make sure to download this podcast when we are done. Rich Ornberger, Aaron Torres in for Doug, broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios. So, we just talked about the All-Star game, how it's essentially unsalvageable, no hope, no coming back. And I'll be perfectly honest, Rich, so I host on Saturday nights on these airwaves, uh, 10 to 2 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 to 11 Pacific. And, you know, in the lead up to the show, you know, you talk to your partner. I work with Jason Marion. You do your prep work. You have an idea of where you're going to go. So we knew we were on during the dunk contest. And I had a whole segment planned of the dunk contest is dead. And beyond the all the obvious reasons why the dunk contest is dead, I said this. I said, Mac McClung isn't even an NBA player. Correct. Now, by technicality, I think they may have figured out a way to like sign him to a contract the day before so he could wear the Philadelphia 76ers jersey during the competition. He was on a 10-day with the Sixers, hasn't actually played a game for them. That's And so I was sitting there saying, like, if we can't even get four NBA players into this thing, just cancel it. Just, just put it out to pasture. It was a good run. Whatever. I bring it all up to say, I was on air during the dunk contest, and as I said before the break, I came down with a little case of Mac McClung fever. Everybody did, I thought Chris Perfett was going to have to take me to the hospital. I was a little bit worried right there. And so I bring it up, Mac McClung was electric, and he was awesome. But I'm also willing to admit this, is is that, look, I, I, I think, again, we talk about the things that are gone and never coming back. We're never getting the great players in their prime. Now, we might get a star as a rookie, a Ja Morant as a rookie, a Zion as a rookie. Maybe that happens, but we're not getting Michael Jordan in his prime. We're not getting Dr. J in his prime to participate in this thing. Um, But this was the most entertaining dunk contest I can remember pretty much in in probably 15 or 20 years. And you want to know why? Okay, so that's my question. Was it just because I was on air and it was right in front of me in these Fox Sports Radio Tuesday, uh, Fox Sports Radio studios, or is there more to it? No, it's because it was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. The, the one thing that the veterans in the NBA has made it very clear to everybody is it's not cool anymore to be in the slam dunk contest. It's not cool. It's not hip. So we're not going to do it. And that is a terrible message to send to the young guys entering the league who look up to all these veteran yeah. players. I remember entering the NFL, and as a rookie, there were things that I did in college that were deemed not cool anymore at the NFL level, and so I stopped. Sure. Even if I liked it, even if it was a part of my pre- pre-game strategy, it's because the culture is different. So, okay, oh, all right, well, that yeah, those are kids' things. I'm going to put those in the kids' box. Sure, I'm makes close perfect I'm going to put it on the shelf, and I'll never do those things again because I'm a pro now. Well, I mean, imagine, imagine these guys – 
I mean, they've done layup lines where it got a little out of hand and they were showboating a little too much and maybe their college coach got pissed at them because they were ooping off the glass and stuff like that. These guys love to do that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, if look, if I could dunk in high school, it's the last time I tried. If I could, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. It is one of the coolest feelings. Like, so I'm sure that if LeBron James was in the dunk contest for 10 years and now it's been Jean Moran or Giannis thrown down for the past five years or so, and then all of a sudden as a rookie, you get your first all-star game or as a second-year player, and you're like, oh, i got to compete with the best in the game, you would still have an urgency there to see it. There is no urgency, so the game's changed. It's been so not cool to do the dunk contest for a while. Mac McClung, but the he, he brought the cool back. And the cool thing about it was, you're right, man. He's not an NBA player. He's not. Nope. This guy's played, I mean, he's barely played in the NBA. He's a G League guy who was elevated on a 10-day because I'm sure that Adam Silver and the rest of the executives <laughs> were panicked over the field that they had to draw from and said, do we have any good G Leaguers who can like really throw down? Like somebody who's going to like leap over a Kia? That yeah. was the last time I think the dunk contest was relevant when Blake Griffin skied over IKEA. You know, and think how long ago that was. So they found Mac McClung and it was cool again. And and you know what? You were a captive audience watching here in the studio, but I felt this, and I'm being legitimately honest here. When I saw it go viral on Twitter, I'm like, that would have been cool to tune into. I yeah. wish I knew that was gonna happen. But that's the part of the beauty of live sports. When it's the best doing it. Coming together to do it. You don't know what you're going to see. You could see something amazing on any given game, any given moment. And so you tune in for those things. The slam dunk contest, because it hasn't been the stars doing it, it hasn't been the elite, the best of the best doing it for a long time. People don't tune in for it. So a lot of people miss that and how to watch the replays on Twitter. Here's what you do, in my opinion. Yes. So let's save the dunk contest right now. All-star game is unsalvageable. Do we Do, do it like American Ninja Warrior. Okay. Like go from region to region in this in this great United States, and you, I mean, crowdsource the dunk contest. Get people off of the playgrounds, and you know the 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 city, the the urban blacktop uh, 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 hoop stars who have been throwing down insane dunks and posting them on on Twitter for years now, and get those guys. To compete against each other in regional tournaments leading up to the NBA dunk contest, and then have all stars just vote on who's the best. Yeah. Like they don't have to have anything to do with it. And then maybe you could almost do like pros versus Joes if there's a couple of guys like a Mac McClung who want to show up and defend his title against some of these guys. You know, I, I mean, I think that would be fascinating to see like complete randos show up in Utah on one of the biggest stages of their life. And get an opportunity to throw dunks down in front of real NBA stars. I I think that would be more entertaining, more interesting than seeing a bunch of guys who have either A, barely played in the NBA, or B, are disinterested in whether or not they get their dunk down because it's not important to them. The reason why that was cool is because it was important to Mac McClung. Yeah, maybe too important because he still can't hit a 15-foot open jumper. But I bring it up, I agree with you, and it was something we talked about on Saturday night while it was going on was – it's gone so far the other way where the star players in their primes, it's just, it's not happening, okay? Like, I wish it would. I agree with you. I think it's a great point about, like, the things that are cool for a pro that aren't cool. Like, I, I, can, like, I don't, somebody told me, like, the best, the coolest thing they've ever seen was Anthony Edwards in the dunk line at Georgia. They were like, I've never seen anything like it. 
Right. Th- th- to your point, he would love to probably do it. It'll never happen. So we talked about this on Saturday is I agree. The bar has now been so lowered, if you will, and maybe it wasn't lowered because Mac McClung was awesome, but the bar has been so lowered that we now no longer have NBA players in it. So let's let's stop the facade. Let's stop asking the Sixers to put Mac McClung on a 10-day contract so he can wear the Philadelphia jersey and just bring in the best dunkers from everywhere. And maybe to your point, it is two or three NBA players, but maybe it's two or three dudes that just have a million followers on Instagram and they're really awesome. Like I I at this point I just th- I actually think that would make it cooler than trying to actually keep NBA players in like like I, I don't I'll be honest. I know it was Mac McClung and then KJ Martin, Kenyon Martin Jr. I don't even know who the other NBA players were in it. Like I just don't remember cuz it wasn't memorable. So just Bring in the best dunkers. And then, like you said, it'd be cool to have Giannis high-fiving some dude that works at an Amazon warehouse during the day, but at night he's a dunk. You know, I just, I think there's a lot to it. I I, I love it. Like, get the guy out of the Y who is absolutely spectacular throwing down in Inglewood or Rucker Park or, you know, I grew up in New York and I mean, there, there were groups of us who would go into Harlem to watch pickup basketball sometimes because we would play at Prospect Park on Long Island and think... Yeah, maybe we could bring our game there. We could not. We could not. <laughs> we could not, and we would get laughed off the yard if we even tried. But th- like that's to me, like that's the reality of basketball. Is anybody can play this sport? All you need is blacktop, a hoop, and a ball. And so you can pull some insane dunkers out of the 350, 370 million people who live in this country. And you could get them an opportunity. Then it's cool. Then it's like you're getting to watch. Uh, somebody's attempt at grabbing onto life's golden ring and maybe become a superstar. Like, how cool would it be if the grand prize was, I don't know, two hundred fifty mil- million or two hundred fifty thousand dollars? You give two hundred money. You give two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the guy who wins the slam dunk contest. I promise you, you will have people regionally showing up in droves to try to make the all-star dunk contest if you crowdsource it. And I think that would be way cooler than seeing like a half-hearted. Name the B level NBA star, try to throw down a dunk he's never attempted before, and then laugh at himself, as opposed to being like a serious competition. I think that would be way cooler. I agree. By the way, I saw this uh, according to the Bleacher Report. uh, Mac McClung's career earnings prior to Saturday on the court $106,000. Dunk contest winnings, $100,000. And so I bring it up because it was maybe part of the reason that he was so into it was because it was, in fact, life-changing money for him. And maybe we could get that from other places as well, whether it is regional, G League, whatever. You going to say something? Yeah, yeah, just this. I'm looking at this uh, slam dunk contest. The four players who were in the slam dunk contest that I found, I mean, listen, like I didn't watch this. I saw Mac McClung like everybody else. Jericho Sims, Kenny Martin Jr., Trey Murphy the third. Mm. I mean, you've got to be pretty, pretty involved in hoops to really even know who those guys sure. are. Sure. I couldn't tell you what any of the three look like. Mm. It's just, it's the reality of the sport right now. You've completely lost your path with the dunk contest, so you got to either rethink it or get rid of it. I don't disagree. And I hope, I actually hope they push more into this direction because we talked a lot negative about the All-Star game. I actually thought the dunk contest was very entertaining again because Mac McClung yeah. cared. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Rich Orenberger filling in for Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Coming up more on the NBA. 
you won't believe what Kevin Durant said this weekend. Or maybe you will if you follow Kevin Durant's career at all. We'll get to that next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Rich Orenberger. We are filling in for Doug today, the Doug Gottlieb Show, and we are live from the TireRack.com studio. So, All-Star Weekend, pretty big theme of the first hour of this show. And one thing I will say that is cool about All-Star Weekend, getting everybody together in one place. Um, And the media availability is great. And so all these players are speaking. They're talking about the topics at hand, the things that matter. Um, And Kevin Durant was made available. And Kevin Durant had some interesting things to say about his departure from the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think it's bad for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. More people are more excited. The tweets that I got and the, 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 the news hits that we got from me being traded, Kyrie being traded, just bring more attention to the league. And that's really what makes you money is when you get more attention. So um, I think it's great for the league, to be honest. Teams been trading players and making acquisitions for a long time. Now when a player can, you know, um, kind of dictate where he wants to go and leave a free agency or demand a trade. It's just part of the game now. So I don't think it's a bad thing. That was Kevin Durant talking. He was asked, the, the exact question he was asked was, are trade demands bad for the NBA? And he said he thinks they're good. He thinks it brings more exposure and more interest to the sport. His exact quote was, the tweets that I got uh, were a lot Rich, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this this quote, but w- w- what do you have to say about Kevin Durant believing trades are good for the NBA? Yeah, it, it gets a lot of attention to the players, that's for sure. Because think about, for an NBA player, how many opportunities you have to take a bite at the apple. I mean, if you have a 15-year career, you could arguably play for three or four different fan, uh, franchises and make huge amounts of money on these four-year contracts. You know, so we're talking about Kevin Durant now onto his fourth team Mm -hmm. with the Suns, and the Nets got a haul for Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant is the type of player who you could bring in and ostensibly be the reason why you win a championship. But are the trade demands themselves good for the sport, though? Uh, Yeah, well, here's the deal. it's, it's, It's something that I think has swung too hard in one direction. Like, I think that the pendulum is best when it's right down the middle. Like, the owners look like they're winning some. The players are looking like they're winning some. I think the NBA, the players have way more power than is good for the sport. And so, whether this is the little things, like, now we don't have a picked last in the All-Star game. (laughs) Now the reserves get picked first, so we don't have any hurt feelings at All-Star weekend. Or it's something as important as players having the ability to make demands and then owners uh, acquiescing to these demands because they're worried about a player holding out or worse, you know, I mean, like potentially losing fans because they disagree with the owner uh, and their attempt to play hardball. Like it's, it's a real thing, but it's because the players have so much power. And so I don't know how the ownership, how the governors of the league get that power back, but um, but this is a situation they're they're dealt right now, and I think a lot of it has to do actually with how short term a lot of these contracts are. Like you know the fact that you can't sign a guy like you can in baseball to a ten year deal or the NFL to a ten year deal, um, it can't even be discussed. It can't even be offered. You know where a guy is pretty much all in until he has some opt outs built in. 
Um, you know, that's that's something that happens in Major League Baseball. That's something that happens in um, in the NFL that doesn't happen in the NBA because the Supermax contracts are limited, you know, in terms of years. Um, so what you end up doing is you pay these guys massive amounts of money over shorter times, and then they can at any point decide they want to stomp their feet and say, well, I want out. And as a result, you have a hard decision to make as an owner well, do I I I call his bluff, or do I or do I trade him and we hit the reset button? And it's not our decision to do that; it's his. But it's just the way it's been built, and these are decisions that the commissioners in the past have made, acquiescing to the demands of the players over the years. And as a result, we're at the current state of the NBA we're at. Well, I will tell you, uh, I don't believe that it's good for the NBA at all. And I'm going to explain why next. Aaron Torres, Rich Orenberger, in for Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Pauly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Pauly and Tony Fusco Show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the GOAT. Or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. See, we give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do. You're off the show! Are you serious? Listen to the Polly and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug is out. Aaron Torres, Rich Orenberger filling in. For Doug, Doug was in for Dan Patrick earlier in the day, and we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studio. So, for the break, we were talking about some comments Kevin Durant made over All-Star Weekend. Kevin Durant is now a Phoenix Sun, and I will readily admit two things. One, I am genuinely excited to watch Kevin Durant as a Phoenix Sun, and so I don't want that to get dismissed because... I feel like we've been critical of the NBA in this hour. I don't want it to sound like I'm a grump that doesn't like the NBA. I love the NBA, as you said. I love basketball. I've covered, I've covered some of the, you know, I cover college basketball, so I've covered some of these guys since they were 15, 16 years old. It's cool. It's a fun sport. I will also say though that I vehemently disagree with Kevin Durant with the idea that, and, and for people who missed it, he he talked this weekend about the idea why he believes that trade demands are good for the NBA. And his essential argument is that it creates interest. His exact quote was, you should have seen the tweets that I got. Problem is, anybody who is on social media, and I know many people driving around listening are not, uh, one, Twitter is not a reflection of reality. But two, here's my thing, Rich, is that It'd be one thing if it'd be one thing if the tweets and the this and that that the excitement. But the concern for me is it the the interest in the off the court stuff. And when I say off the court, I mean trade demands this that the other thing. They're fun for guys and we were talking about this during the break you brought up a great point is for guys like us in our business it's great. It gives us something to talk about. There's you know credit the NBA kind of took over Super Bowl week, right? Radio Row all week long the guys were talking about Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, whatever. The problem is it doesn't equate to actual consumers in terms of viewers and this and that. And I know that every NBA fan, oh, you know, we're a global sport and we're not, uh, whatever. Here's the bottom line. I have the NBA ratings for the NBA finals uh, over the last couple of years. 
So it was down to 12.4 million viewers on average for the 2022 NBA Finals. That was Celtics Warriors. Yikes. That is down. By the way, you know sports. 12 million viewers is, I guess, a lot for this era. But forget comparing it to the NBA. We have regular season college football games that get around 12, 13, 14 million viewers, 10, 11, 12 million viewers. But then, here's the thing. That 12.4 million, that's down even from just less than a decade ago. 20 million in 2017 with the Warriors and the Cavs. 20 million with the Warriors and the Cavs in 2016. 19.95 million in 2015. And so as this player empowerment era has gone on, and I get it. Every situation is different. There are some guys I get why they want out of their situation. I don't think you can say that it's good for the league when it is not equating to viewers and interest and people actually consuming the sport, Rich. Yeah, you you nailed it. And, you know, look, you're, you're smart to connect the player empowerment to the ratings and the interest overall in the sport because the NBA is sick. The NBA is out of balance. Like, think about your own body. Like, when you're going too hard in the paint to steal an NBA term, and you're partying too much, (laughs) and, you know, you're drinking too much, you're eating too much fast food, well, that's fun. It's fun for a short time, but long term, it's going to make you sick. Your cholesterol is going to come back. It's going to be bad. Too many liver enzymes floating around the bloodstream. All of a sudden, you're pre-diabetic, and boom, you got yourself a a long-term situation now that you have to slowly fix over time because you let the pendulum swing too far in one direction. Money and politics. I mean, this is what happens. If you just flood politicians' pockets, eventually things get corrupt. Real quick, Anything, uh, too much of anything is bad. You can go to the gym too much. You can work out too hard. You're a professional athlete, so keep going. But it's anything. Too much of anything is not good. And I do feel like with the trade demands and the player empowerment, it feels like it's gone too far. I thought you brought up the best point last segment. You want in any negotiation, collective bargaining, which is what, you know, the NBA actually, their collective bargaining is coming up. You want both sides to feel like they're winning. You want both sides to feel like there's a balance between we gave a little, but we took a little. I feel like with the NBA right now, listen, I get it. The the players of the entertainment, they're the reason we watch the games. We don't watch the games for Mark Cuban or Matt Ishby or whatever. But it does come a line where you've gone too far, and I feel like uh, I feel like it's gone too far with the trade demands, the, all of the things that are plaguing the NBA right now. Yeah, dude, I I just took a big slug of water while you were talking. If I drink too much water, it'll poison yeah. me. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, like, because again, there's a balance in all things. Like, if it, even look here in Southern California, we always talk every time it rains. We're like, this is good for us. Well, it it is good for us because there's been droughts for a long time, right? But if it rains for forty days straight. We would have flooding. We would have a ravaging situation where nobody, people would have to move out of their homes. Look, it everything in moderation. The problem with the player empowerment in the NBA is the pendulum has swung too far. The force is out of balance. All of a sudden, you're going to have these situations where these misgivings from the past, these decisions that were made at maybe a more innocent time before social media... Um, they're gone now. They're gone now. So guys like Kevin Durant can play for four different teams over an all-star career and then feel empowered to continue doing this. This may not even be his last stop in Phoenix. Most likely not. I agree. Um, and is it good for Kevin? Yeah. Is it good for the players overall? Yeah, because they could chase paper wherever they want. Is it good for the fans? No, because they don't know if they can buy a star's jersey. Yeah. 
Well, I, I don't even know if real quick. I don't even know if it's good for Kevin Durant. I mean, think about in ten years, where is he? Where is he going to go? That he's going to be celebrated, loved. They're going to hang his jersey. There's just a lot of factors. I get why Kevin Durant said it because it benefits him in the moment. I'm just not sure if it's good in the big picture. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Rich Orenberger in for Doug. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug in for Dan Patrick earlier today. Tell you what, Rich, we're just talking about player empowerment, talking about a player maybe having too much control. Uh, we'll discuss Aaron Rodgers next. He's coming out of the darkness. Now what? Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.